Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. The Omicron variant, a new strain of the coronavirus, has been detected in at least 15 countries, sparking a wave of travel restrictions and border closures around the globe. It hasn't reached the U.S., but the nation's top infectious disease official, Dr. Anthony Fauci, says Americans must be prepared to fight the spread. Joining us now with the latest is New York Times science reporter Apoorva Mandavili. Apoorva, welcome back. Thank you for having me. Help us put this new variant into context. How serious is it? I wish I could tell you exactly how serious it is, but the truth is that we actually still don't know. This variant has a lot of mutations, many more than we've seen before, and some of those are mutations that scientists are worried about that they think will have a a bad effect. But they still have to do the test to really figure out exactly how bad it is. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, I remember when you and I last spoke, it was back in early January, you were on to tell us about, back then, a really contagious new strain uh, of coronavirus. And now here we are many months later. I am shocked that here we are again talking about another variant. And we've had several in between. You know, I I would like to say that I'm really surprised, but in some ways I'm not. Because even before this variant was discovered, we were already seeing numbers go up. We know that this happens in these cycles, and we knew that numbers would go up as we started heading towards winter. And, you know, scientists I've been speaking to for the last couple of years have been saying, if we have so many millions of people unvaccinated, we will see another variant come through. And so, you know, it's not entirely unexpected. How extremely mutated this variant is, that is unexpected. Right, right. Uh, And and this, of course, this was first detected in South Africa, uh, Apoorva, and it's already spread to other countries despite these border closures. So would you then say it's just a matter of time then before we get it here in the U.S.? You know, I would actually say it's probably already here because it's in Canada. It's in all these European countries that see a lot of travel back and forth from the U.S. It probably is already here. We just don't have very good systems to detect what is circulating in America. We just don't do enough sequencing. We do nowhere near what the U.K. does or definitely what South Africa does. So we may just not have detected it yet. Mm -hmm. How effective would you say border closures are at keeping viruses out? Every single public health expert I've spoken to has said that they do absolutely nothing. You know, they are some kind of political gesture. They may make people feel like we are buying some time, and maybe they do a very tiny bit. But honestly, by the time we have detected any variant like this, it's probably too late and the horse has left the barn. You know, this, the fact that we're seeing this variant in so many countries tells you that it's already had quite a bit of time to circulate. So if, you know, if it's going to be in every country, it doesn't really make a lot of sense to close borders. So us hearing about it popping up in South Africa, what, five days ago, it's probably been around much longer than that, is what you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. But we don't even know that that's where it started. It's quite possible it started elsewhere in Africa or, or even elsewhere in the world. And South Africa just happened to catch it because they actually do a lot of active surveillance and active sequencing of the variants that they're seeing, and they caught it first. And I know we're still learning new information about it, but what do we know so far, Apoorva, about the symptoms of Omicron? So far, we don't think that it causes any different kinds of symptoms. 
and we are hoping it doesn't cause more severe illness, but it's a little too soon to say. There does seem to be a small rise in hospitalizations in the province in South Africa where it was detected, but um, we, you know, we're going to have to wait at least a couple more weeks to see how those numbers come up because, you know, if you remember, once people get infected, it takes uh, two or three weeks for them to start going to the hospital, so we may know a little bit more in a couple of weeks. We also don't know whether the current vaccines will work against it, um, and so that's a really big field of inquiry. There are dozens of labs all over the world trying to figure out the answer to that because it's such an important question. Not just the initial two doses of vaccination, but also booster doses and trying to see you know, what will protect us and, and how much will the vaccines protect us. And then the final question is about transmissibility. You know, is this more contagious than Delta? There are some early hints that it might be, but, you know, again, it's too soon to tell. So you're unsure about when we'll know how well the, the current vaccines we have do protect against Omicron? It'll take us a couple of weeks because what scientists are doing now is um, they're creating a sort of synthetic version of this virus, of this particular variant. And to do that, they have to add all of the mutations in. Um, and that takes a little bit of time. So it's going to take them a couple of weeks to create it and then test it against the vaccines. Um, and, you know, there are also other labs that are testing live virus. But, again, that takes time, a couple of weeks mm-hmm. at least, to grow enough and to be able to test against vaccines. So the good news is that labs all over the world are, are testing it. And, um, you know, South African scientists got started immediately as soon as they found out about this variant. And Moderna and Pfizer are also getting started on looking at it so that if we need new vaccines, they'll be able to jumpstart that very quickly. Any discussion yet about whether we would need a new vaccine for this strain? I think that's the answer that we'll get from these experiments that are being done now. If it looks like, you know, it it won't be zero. The vaccines will do something and they will most likely prevent serious illness and hospitalization. But, you know, it's, it's like a, a dimmer switch. It's going to be somewhere on that line. And depending on how much the vaccines protect, we may be able to get away with what we have now, or we may need to get a new version that maybe, you know, has to be given as a booster for everybody. How does this uh, Omicron compare to, to Delta, one that we've sort of become really familiar with? Is it more or less contagious? You know, um, before we heard about Omicron, almost every scientist was saying that that whatever variant came up next would be built on Delta, that Delta would be its ancestor. Um, But this one is completely different and it's, it's not related. And so what it's telling us is that it's way more mutated than Delta. Delta had um, something like 10 unique mutations that hadn't been seen before. This one has 26 on the spike protein of the virus. So it's much more uh, varied than we expected it to be. And some of those mutations do look like they might make it more contagious. But there is this interesting phenomenon where if you have a lot of mutations, they can work together to make things really bad, or they can sometimes work against each other and mitigate the, the problem. So mm-hmm. that's sort of why we have to wait to see how all the mutations, when they're present together, what does the virus do? Uh, Porva, of course, you've been following this from the beginning. And with this Omicron variant, scientists seem to have reacted extremely quickly to it. Do you think our response time to new viruses has now improved because of this pandemic? I think it has, and I've been really been actually heartened to see how quickly everyone has responded. You know, the WHO declared it a variant of concern very quickly. South African researchers alerted the world very quickly. And then, you know, all of these experiments being done to test whether the vaccines work, those got started immediately when normally it takes, you know, a couple of weeks for people to even start to think about it. 
So it, it has really gotten better. I think we've figured out what we need to do and what the challenges will be. And, you know, from, for us, for the rest of us, we're not scientists, just average citizens. We also know what we need to do. We, we know that if we wear masks, if we maintain social distancing as much as we can, socialize outdoors as much as we can, we can really cut down a lot of the risk. And, of course, the biggest one is get vaccinated and maybe get a booster shot if you're over 65 or high risk especially. There's a, an executive order in New York uh, that's limiting non-essential hospital visits. And the governor there said that this move was in preparation for Omicron. Should other states take similar measures? You know, it might not be a bad idea, especially the states that tend to see higher numbers in the winter. I think New York, you know, we were seeing, we were expecting to see rises even before Omicron. And so I think that, that move makes a lot of sense to be prepared. And it's possible that other northeastern states and other states where weather will turn cold will really need to do the same thing. I mean, every state is going to have to evaluate that for themselves. Yeah. Is it the normal progression of viruses to get more and more contagious as we see different variants develop? It's not quite so straightforward. Um, Mutation is sort of random. You know, the virus just changes. And then either the mutation will be good for it or bad for it, or, you know, help it to be more contagious or more severe or whatever it does. But because we had Delta circulating and it was so contagious, it was clear that whatever variant would come along and would replace Delta would have to have some kind of survival advantage that was really good. So that means either it's more contagious or it's more, uh, you know, has a better ability to evade the vaccines. But we'll just have to wait and see what that is. But it probably mm-hmm. does have some kind of survival advantage. Given what you've, you've shared already, Aporva, about just, you know, Delta versus Omicron, do you think we're in a better position? Are we better prepared to deal with this variant than we were with Delta? In many ways, yes. I mean, you know, it's not just that we know how to take care of ourselves, but we also have these antiviral pills. You know, Merck and Pfizer both came out with antiviral pills that people can take if they do get infected. You know, if they take them early enough, they can really cut down the risk of hospitalization and death. Um, we have vaccines. A lot of the world has been vaccinated, although a lot of the world has not been. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're getting better at uh, ramping up the production and manufacturing of the vaccines if they continue to work against this variant. Those will be in hand quickly. We also know if we do need new vaccines, how to make those quickly. So we've we've learned a lot of lessons, and hopefully we have also learned how to be careful without completely shutting down our economies and shutting down schools and doing things that we don't want to do. Well, here's the big question for me. How how many more of these variants are we uh, expecting here? Are we going to exhaust the Greek alphabet? Uh, quite likely, actually. Yeah. Um, what I'm hearing from scientists is that you know this virus is now endemic, meaning it's not going anywhere. We're going to have to live with it, and for as long as we have it circulating, especially in big numbers, you know, hundreds of millions of people not yet vaccinated, not yet protected in some way, we probably will continue to see variants coming, and it might end up like the flu, which which keeps changing, and which is why we need updated vaccines. We may also need to continue to update vaccines against the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, folks are gearing up to travel for the holidays. Some left the country last week um, and left the state. Others are planning to leave the country in late December for the other set of, of holidays toward the end of the year. Uh, do we expect more border closures? 
I certainly hope not. I think what we're seeing and learning is that they don't do a lot, and this, this variant is already everywhere. So, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to shut down borders. Um, hopefully we'll take other measures instead, like testing people before they get on the plane, testing people when they get off, and if they're positive, you know, having them isolate. Um, I think those measures are much more likely to accomplish something. Um, you know, I'm supposed to travel to India myself next week. I uh, have mm-hmm. not seen my parents in two years, so I'm hoping wow. that... Uh, cooler heads prevail and that we will take the kind of precautions that make sense rather than just shutting everything down. Yeah, I do hope you're able to take that trip safely. Reuniting with parents is is so important. Um, Well, tell us, uh, Apoorva, the best thing that folks listening right now can do in order to stay safe from Omicron. The very, very best thing they can do is get vaccinated because even if the vaccines don't completely protect against it, they will still probably protect you from getting really sick. So that's number one. And then all the other things that we've been hearing throughout the pandemic, wear masks, especially when you're indoors, especially when you're around other people who you don't know are vaccinated or unvaccinated. Uh, Don't gather in large numbers indoors. Open windows when you can and, and socialize outdoors when you can, you know, eat, dine outdoors. Meet, uh, you know, meet, have family picnics outdoors, whatever you can do to minimize being indoors with people in closed uh, areas will really help. That is New York Times science reporter Apoorva Mondavilli. Apoorva, thank you so much for making the time for us today. Thanks for having me. Well, that's it for today's Reset, and you can hear more every weekday afternoon by adding this podcast to your feed. And while you're at it, give us a rating. It helps listeners find us. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening, and we'll meet again tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.